Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Yeah, I mean, we, we're not, like, like we talked this morning, it seems like we're going back and forth. We're not. Um, you know, if, if we were, I, I, I'd let you know, but we're not, we're not doing that. We're just uh, we're deciding game by game as we always do, so we'll continue to do that. <laughs> it's a... That's, I love the way, he, I love the way he uh, just kind of. Oh, you know, I'll let you know. We're not uh, alternating goalies. I mean, they are. Yeah, they you are. know. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know is my favorite. Like, like we can we can see who's playing goalie every night though. So hey, like, Phil, uh, these... Dean. Hey, Dean, what's up? Uh, we are changing our goaltending plan. It's uh, <laughs> it's going to be Capo uh, tonight. Hey, thanks, Dean. Appreciate it. Okay, have a All good right. day. Bye, right, Dino. Good talk. So uh, yeah, it was kind of a kind of a bad loss last night. They fell behind early. Ottawa is not good. They're one of the five or six worst teams in the NHL. But uh, you know, hockey it happens. So you guys got your little Judd's hockey show thing that's exploding over the past it's year. It's cute little show. Hey, it's fine. It's a cute little right, show. No, anyway, whatever. It's, a show. it's been charting in the top top twenty of Apple hey, of hockey here? podcasts. Our downloads that's, are up like two hundred percent over the yeah, last two great. years. That's cute, great. Huh? It's cute. Love it. Cute, yeah. Cute, he says. Side project by a couple of guys. That's what the whisperers found. It's cute. It is. It's good. No, it legitimately, it's 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 loading. And uh, if you aren't already checking out Judd's hockey show, you should on the Score North YouTube channel. You can also just find it on Apple, Spotify, etc. But Mm -hmm. uh, the hockey whisperer sometimes feels left out. You know, it's called Judd's hockey show, and Declan is is the co-host. And the hockey whisperer doesn't always have takes, but when he does have takes, he needs an outlet to express those takes. But he probably doesn't have enough takes for there to be like a, a hockey whisperer hockey show. So he takes those takes mm-hmm. to the Mackie and Judd show. And Did the hockey whisperer has at least four observations that he will throw out. And the Judd's hockey show crew can uh, either course correct him and point him in the right direction or, or, uh, or can agree and lavishly praise the hockey whisperer for how tuned in his hockey takes are. It's we will you, decide yeah. about your cute little takes once we hear them. Okay. Won't okay. we, Declan? Yes, we will. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll we'll get to we'll get to a goaltending take here in a second. Just off that the clip to start the show. By the way, this is also a write that down Wednesday. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? Every Wednesday on Today. the show. Today you'll find it. I'm Mackie and Judd, and I'm Purple Daily. So uh, all right, you guys ready for some hockey whisperer takes here? Yeah, let's go. Let's okay. Hear it. 
All right. Whisper. So um, take number one is more of like a pontification. The hockey whisperer is a little confused by some of the rhetoric surrounding potential Claude Giroux trade. He saw this article in The Athletic this week, and he's just going to read a paragraph here and react to it. Likelihood of a trade to anyone, not just the wild, but likelihood of a trade to anyone, medium to high. So there's a cup. There's two defensemen that are. This is a ranking of like all the top trade candidates, mm-hmm. and there's like twenty of them or something. Mm-hmm. There's a couple defensemen that are high, like high danger of being traded, and uh, and then you get to Giroux, and he's the number one forward on this list, and he's like medium high. Okay, uh, the article reads: Giroux is on an expiring contract with a full no move clause, so he gets to dictate. Uh, that does count eight point two million against the cap. You, you prorate that and uh, thus can control his final destination if he chooses to move on. If? Yeah. Yes. Is that like if, this if thing is is really a thing? He's 34. Yeah. I get that he's played his whole career with one franchise, and it's probably tough to you know reconcile leaving a franchise, but yep. the Flyers have gone nowhere. I mean, how long has it been since they've gone? I mean, they haven't even... I don't think they've been beyond the first round of the playoffs in like a decade. So they're not, and they're not going anywhere. Maybe they're not going to be as bad as they are this year, but he's never won a cup. He's 34. Yeah. He has a chance to go play for some Western Conference contenders. This whole if, well, I don't know, he might not want to move on. The hockey whisperer is confused by why there's any question that he would want to go compete for a cup. And then if you want to go sign back with the Flyers in the offseason, go ahead. Go back to the Flyers if you love them. Yeah, Whisper, you've uh, fallen victim to to a hockey old school thought processes. Yep. Um, and it's sort of written like this by hockey scribes. Um, it's this whole thing of well, the guy's played his entire career here. He's the captain, and you know the the full no move clause gives you complete control. So, like, if the wife and kids love Philly, you don't have to leave. Uh, I think we ran into this a little bit with, although I don't know at the time that the no move clause existed. We ran into this uh, when Ray Bork was traded to the Avs. Ray Bork, career Boston Bruin, played there forever. Is he going to want a, a trade? And same thing. Of course, he said, oh, hold on a second. I can go to an Avs team that could win a cup, and I'm w- with a Boston team right now that can't. Yes, I will take the trade. So don't be fooled by what I think is more the old school hockey thought process um you are right whisper in the sense that this doesn't really make sense in pro sports today but as dex can explain hockey has some weird quirks and we all know that it's got some weird quirks and so i fully expect that that drew will sign off on a trade now the key thing is he completely controls said trade so if they come and say the Avs are, uh, you know, we love what they're going to send back. He could be like, yeah, well, dude, I don't like them. I'm not saying he doesn't, but he controls his fate. But I don't buy for one second that he's going to put his foot down and say, or his skate down in this case, whisper, and say, no trade for me. I love Philly. Yeah, this the Wild ran into a similar issue, and I, I, I hate to compare it. Claude Giroux to this guy, even though the, this guy actually did win a cup. But like when Eric Stahl's name was being flirted by the Wild at the trade deadline, would have been three or four years ago now. And there was, well, he he loves Minnesota, and he'd have to approve a trade. 
and he was comfortable here. There's this weird aura in hockey where we don't want to disrupt their comfort, which I think is just a bunch of BS. They're professional athletes. They get paid millions of dollars. Right. And, yes, if you're Claude Giroux, you want to win a cup. The, the funny part is, and Pierre Lebrun threw this nugget in on his speculation about a week ago, he mm. is scheduled to skate in, in, in his 1,000th game, I believe, on March 18th, 19th, which is about three days before the NHL trade deadline. So it could be hilarious if he is traded before that 1,000th game, that big landmark, where they give him the damn platinum stick or whatever the hell they give a 1,000-game player, and he wouldn't be in a Flyers uniform. So I, I, I wonder, too, if he wants to ride that out, have the stupid ceremony in Philadelphia for the 1,000th game, and then get moved within 48 hours of the deadline. Or they could just, I guess, if he really wanted to, oh, I want to play my 1,000th game in Philadelphia. It's like, all right, I guess we can just wait. Yeah. Just wait yeah. a few extra weeks or whatever. But yeah, you could he, wait. Here's the other thing I would say, and this is this is just the hockey whisperer's view on things. So he's he's going to get traded, for one. Unless he's just, if he's more. He'll get traded. If he's like, yeah, more loyal to this franchise, that he's he has nothing left to give them at this point, that they, you know, they, they owe him more than he owes them at this yep. point. Yep. So I think it's going to happen. And when you look at the other teams that are, so there's the Avalanche, the Blues. I've also seen a couple nuggets, and you guys could shed some light on this, uh, looping the Bruins in. Yeah, Bruins Is are Is that correct? Option. Yep. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. All right, close circuit to Claude Giroux. Those three teams have already won Stanley Cups. In fact, the Blues just won one like two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a while for the Avalanche, but they had almost like a borderline dynasty, you know, in the in – they won one in the mid-90s, and they won another one a few years later. Uh, you know, Boston won one at some point in the middle of all those Boston championships like 10 years ago. How about coming to the state of hockey where there's never been North Stars, Wild, there's never been a Stanley Cup hoisted. You want to leave a franchise that you've been with for a decade and a half for something meaningful. You don't just want to be like a hired gun for a Blues franchise that already won one a few years ago, right? How about be a mercenary for a franchise that's never won a cup before? You would be a hero. You would be the Jack Morris, as it is you know, for the Twins, wow. for Minnesota hockey. Come home to the state of hockey, Claude Giroux. Come home. That's I've never been ho- here before, really, but come home. To the <laughs> He's state visited hockey. here once a year, uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> twice a year. That's probably true. So the, the hockey whisperer and then guess uh, what? would like to see this happen. And then, got your cup. Go back to Philly. Sure. that That's, that's the thing is there, there definitely have been some guys um, in the past with no-move clauses in the midst of contracts who do kill trades. Let me think of one uh, who, who would have done that. Oh, Ryan Suter, um, because they're, they're comfortable there. But in this case, it's the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you turn down a chance to, to win a cup and play meaningful springtime games, which, by the way, is arguably – the best thing in sports, like the the hockey playoffs, are fantastic. Yeah. So so that you can be like, I would like to start my off season early. That would make no sense. Yeah. All right. Observation number two from the hockey whisperer here. Alex Goligoski is better than Ryan Suter would have been for the Wild this season, and he has stats to back this up. So Alex Goligoski is 12th among all skaters, forwards and defensemen in the entire league in plus minus. And I get plus minus is not like the gospel for by which you should measure players, but it's interesting. 
So he's 12th among all skaters. He's a plus 29 when he's on the ice this season. Ryan Suter, who's a plus 2, is 264th. They're about the same age, right? Uh, Galagoski, 5th on the wild in point shares, which is more than Suter has been worth in point shares to his uh, Stars team. And uh, I would also note that Galagoski is playing about four fewer minutes of ice time per game than Suter because he's okay with that. He can play 19, 20 minutes instead of 24, 25 minutes and not have to, like, you know, have a come-to-Jesus meeting with the coach about minutes with his ego being involved. And so correct, correct the whisper if he's wrong, but uh, this Alex Galagoski thing has worked out quite well replacing Ryan Suter. It worked out really well for a, long, for a while. He has not played great as of late, um, and that, that's why initially, until I think it was the last couple games or last night, that they didn't put him back with Spurgeon and tried different guys with Spurgeon because his plate dropped off. He is, he is I, think, I think this is fair to say. Ryan Suter was a steadier presence as far as smoothness and playing ability, but he was a bigger detriment in the locker room. And I think Goose, as I call him, I call him Goose. Uh, Goose brings a level of, of locker room stability and presence that probably weighs those two things very well because this all goes back to what? Chemistry, right? Like the chemistry is important. And so I think the Wild wouldn't complain about what they've gotten from Goligoski at all. That being said, I am curious if they are going to sign him to an extension. There was some thought that he would be signed to an extension that would be cheaper than his current contract by now. I don't know that they're necessarily happy enough with his play to do that. But overall, I think the chemistry moves have worked out perfectly. Like, Mm -hmm. I am not going to sit here and say, yeah, bring back suits and it would be great. Because then he'd still be in the locker room, still still checking out his his uh, personal stats between periods. <laughs> Those are problems. So, yeah, I think that I would definitely give a thumbs up here. I hope that Goligoski's play, though, rebounds a bit because, as Dex can explain from JHS last night, there are some concerns as the playoffs approach because nobody is thinking – Man, if the Wild just gives a good first-round performance, that's great. Whisperer, there are expectations this time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big-time expectations. I'd I'd say Alex Galagoski and Ryan Suter have been about the same player this year. And the good news is is, is Galagoski's under a one-year contract for $5 million. Suter uh, got another multi-year deal with Dallas. And Dallas has been so up and down, and they just... It's classic that Ryan Suter's on that team. Like they just they feel like everything's kind of breaking there. Jamie Ben isn't the player he used to be. Joe Pavelski uh, could potentially be on the way out. Their coaching staff's been up and down. I just he's a perfect Dallas Star player right now. And Goligoski, I think, has made a more impactful addition. Has been a more impactful addition to the Wilds lineup than Ryan Suter would be on and off the ice. Yeah, yeah. You know what makes the uh, hockey whisperer feel great this time of year? What's that? Long underwear from Chillboys and Chillboys.com. Oh, Whether he's uh, you know watching hockey sporadically, very sporadically on ESPN Plus and or Bally Sports North, or whether uh, you know maybe he's uh, watching other people skate because he hasn't actually skated in like twenty years himself. Chillboys are always keeping him warm during these winter months. What's one word to describe how Chillboys are making you guys feel today? Ecstatic, ecstatic. Mm. I am. I mean, that is. 
it it is a life changing experience that I I really I didn't think that that I would ever wake up in the morning and think to myself, you know what, I am so comfortable down there because of Chill Boys. But I do, I do. I'm I gonna, think that I'm gonna cheat a little bit and say top shelf. That that's that's the word I would use to describe <laughs> top shelf. I feel they they, <laughs> they they go top shelf every single time, and I like the way it like the way it feels. Top shelf. I love that's, my Chill uh, Boys. It's a Minnesota based company, and all they care about is your comfort down there. Chillboys.com. Order them online. All right, observation three of four here. Now we get to, uh, and maybe some of this loops in with the Alex Galagoski struggles of late that you guys talk about. It certainly loops in with the clip we played off the top of the show here. The Hockey Whisperer is not in love with some of these big, crooked numbers that opposing teams hang on the wild in games Cam Talbot starts. So Ottawa, four. Florida scored seven. They're good, but seven? Uh, Winnipeg two empty nets six. That's okay, two, two but five fair. and five. Like, no, no. Florida scored six. Four of them. It's it's six. Sorry, Whisper. The, well, I thought they scored seven. No, I thought was they it scored, six. Yeah, yeah, it's a six. Okay, well, either way, like regardless, four numbers. goals in a game. Numbers. Yeah, what are you? What are you? What are you, what are you splitting hairs with the Whisper for here? I whisper, I am trying to make sure you got the numbers right. Yeah, so it's a lot of goals, and it's Cam Talbot starts. And you got the coach sitting here after the game saying, "Oh, there's nothing to see. We're just, yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of doing whatever." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's not, it's not like they have, uh, you know, they don't have like a Hall of Fame goalie in the wings here. So it's not like they can just flip a switch. So oh. I guess here's what the here's what the whisperer would suggest: Talbot hasn't played three consecutive games in the same week. You know, they had the whole like uh, COVID thing back in December, but mm-hmm. he hasn't played three games in the same week since early December. Would it make sense to just get him some steady playing time to see if you can build a rhythm? I don't know. Whisper is just throwing. Declan, stuff out I'm going to let you take this one. This is a juicy one. Yeah, this is this is tough. But I also think Cam Talbot. This is who he is. He has never showed that he can be a consistent year in year out above average goaltender. He had he was a dynamite, almost a Vesna candidate in Edmonton about five years ago. Then he completely fell off the face of the earth. Was one of the worst goalies in the league. Rebounds a little bit in Calgary, looks all right, plays okay. Comes to the Wild, eh, he's okay. he kind of is above average goalie, but nothing spectacular, and this year, again, has dropped off. Um, in terms of goals saved above average, Whisperer, which is a, a statistic that is used more by goaltender hockey analytics crowd, uh, it's basically it's calculated by the league's average save percentage with the number of shots the goalie has had. So if you have a positive Goals saved above average. It's the number of goals that that goalie has saved compared to league average. And Cam Talbot this year is at one. So he's 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 allowing he's stopping about one more shot than the league average goaltender should be stopping. And the and the and the Wild get away with it because they have such a high octane. Correct. Offense. Correct. And, and they, uh, but if a playoff series bogs yeah. down, it could be it could be disastrous. And and he ranks seventeenth. 17th in that figure among 26 qualified goaltenders. So he's he's been he's average. He is who he is. In fact, I can make the case you should be playing Capo Kakinen more. Uh, Sports on you're burying the lead. You're burying the lead where Judd's hockey show has gone, and we might as well take the whisperer with us to Chicago, Illinois, where where Judd's hockey show all on board for a trade now for Mark Andre Fleury. Deflower. Playoff experience, 37. Last year of his contract, to rip the band-aid off completely, Sportsnet and I no longer trust K-1. 
Cam Talbot. And, and I and the last thing I I want, and I am pounding this drum now. Yes, I am saying it over and o- over. So if you're tired of my repetitive takes, I apologize or too damn bad. But here it is. Whisper. The last thing Declan and I want is this. Wild played the Blues tough in that first round, and uh, you know they played pretty well, but unfortunately came down to goaltending. Mm. And Cam Talbot, because Cam Talbot is their top guy. And I keep telling Dex this. I don't think it's fair to get to the playoffs and tell Capo, hey, we've lost faith in Cam. You're the guy now. Because Capo has shown in times of pressure, he collapses too. What better way, what better way to give yourself a chance than to bring in Zeflauer, uh, who who is going to or who should be traded. Again, expiring contracts, so no problems in 2022 23 and at least then you you've got a, a playoff experienced goaltender guy that beat you in seven games with the golden knights last year um and yeah with to to allude to the stats and facts that both of you just approached uh, uh, i just think that going into a playoff series in which you have big expectations and trying to ride talbot is playing with fire, and I'm I'm done. I'm done purposely trying to play with goaltender matches. Yeah, and uh, listen, all right. I get that you're trying to pace yourselves here, especially with the game. You know, you're going to have all these games scrunched in, into your schedule now. So, I get that you're there. There's a certain aspect of you're not just going to run a guy out there for a week. You know, for ten straight starts or whatever. But if you don't trust him to play three consecutive games against like weak Eastern Conference opponents. Do you really trust him in a playoff series? I don't know. It just feels like I listen. I agree if if yeah. Flower is going to help the Wild host the Cup at some point, then count the hockey whisperer in. And and I think in terms of the trade, like look, Claude Giroux is great. Claude Giroux make the Wild better. But w- what is more likely to carry a team through four rounds of playoffs? A, a really nice above average second line center or a goaltender? Goaltender every single time. Is there any, is there, is from a cap perspective, from an assets perspective, is there any way you could land both? Yeah. Is it kind of one or the other? Or none, obviously. It's if, you got team to, if you got one of the teams to pick up a little bit of the cap, I think you could. Yeah. Uh, and and, and they, they've got, I want to say too, so the, the uh, Parisi and Suter buyouts are going to put the Wild in cap hell for the upcoming three seasons. But I want to say Cap Friendly has the Wild trading deadline cap availability mm-hmm. at 13 plus mil. Yeah. So like they've got some room here. Like 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 if you're ever going to make the move, this is the, the year move. because the next 3 it's going to come it's going to come crashing wow. down as far as availability. It goes. sounds to the hockey whisperer like if they get the flower then judge should get the flag. Oh yeah. Hold on, I got to get it there. And then the Wild can make it to at least the Western Conference Finals, maybe, for the first time Here's since what I want. I want 2003 the, or whatever. Win the first round and give the Avs, give yourself a fighting chance there. That's what I want. Yeah. Like, if, if you play the Avs, which, which I, I think they, they would, because of the goofy way the playoffs um, set up, I think they'd probably play the Avs in the second round. Not ideal. But if you play the Avs tough in, like, six or seven games, like, it's a... That's fine. No, 
Because that that's a good. Wait, team. wait, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no. wait, wait, wait. Did you no, just no. lower the expectations? He did. So you get so you get you get beaten six games in the second round, and you're I'm done with that. Saying, every year of the Wilds' history. I'm I'm saying I'm saying you have to give yourself a chance against Colorado. You should I go, think go with beat Talbot in, in goal. That'd be great. But I think with Talbot in goal, my point is I think you might not get out of the first round, which to me is disastrous. Like, I feel, I feel like you're lowering expectations a, a little here. Against, oh. I would like to see them win. The hockey but, whisperer sense his weakness. My weakness Yo, and my anger. fear and my concern is a first-round loss to the Blues. Zeke That's Howard. my concern. You need to get past the Blues. <laughs> you need to get past the Blues. And then you play Colorado. I cannot, gear, I cannot in good conscience, whisper, sit here right now in my home studio and guarantee you that I have faith that they can beat the abs. Okay? I okay, can't I do mean, that. I want them to. I think it'd be great. I think the expectation is that it should that it would be a great series. I said, write that down. These two teams will play and go seven games. That's a good series. Beat them. That's awesome. But right now, I'm telling you, I'm afraid that if you go in with Cam or like Capo, hey Capo, come here. You're our guy now. I'm afraid the Blues would knock you off. That's fair. And and if that's the case, then I ain't got buttkiss to talk about for like a it's, month. It's fair, but it's Besides also it, it, this isn't Twins Yankees. Like I know the Blues got the got them once, but this is not this is not slaying a dragon that is the St. Louis Blues. So I no, I, but, I understand but your goal, your like I'm, cause I'm for collapse. I understand your cause for concern, but yep. I also it's okay. It's it. We're, we're, there isn't like this fire breathing dragon, and we're gonna bleep down our legs because we're the twins. We don't know what to do when postseason baseball happens. No, my point. Uh, they're is gonna be okay. bad goal. My not if they let in bad goals. That screws you. You know that, Declan. You know that they'll be okay. You can't have that. I'm not not worried. So about so it. you think Cam Talbot's just fine? I I don't think he's just. It's not that I think he's just fine. I'm not concerned with the. I'm not concerned with losing to the Blues. They're not going to lose to the Blues. I feel like Judd's like I feel like Judd's, Judd's flashing back to the mid '80s and having I'm yes they can they can beat the Blues like, with the current like, goaltending. They, beat, they lost to the Blues a couple times when Judd was a a youth. Screw the Blues. Screw the Blues. Yeah, screw the Blues. You know what? Screw the the blues. flower gives you a better <laughs> chance to beat the Blues than Cam Talbot or Capo. And, and and look, the thing that we we've conveniently forgotten now, when the pressure got on Capo, he went in the toilet. Last year, it got bad. Well, it got bad. I don't ma- want to see that. Maybe the Hockey Whisperer's fourth observation can can help crystallize things here, okay? Even without a Claude Giroux trade, Giroux. analytically, the Wild are excellent in many offensive categories. You guys talk about this on Judd's Hockey Show. So they're sixth in the NHL in goal differential. They are number one in the Western Conference in high-danger shot percentage yep. offensively, meaning yeah. how many high-danger shots they're getting versus opponents. And they are number one in the NHL in overall shooting percentage. So they're they're converting more shots to goals than any team in the NHL, even yep. without adding Claude Giroux to the mix. So yep. maybe the answer is oh, just keep riding this. You got Boldy in the mix. Like keep riding this oh, thing God, out and yeah. get a get a better goaltender and cross your good. The the only problem the concern in a playoff series and and if you don't get Giroux, it can't be fixed at all. Is faceoffs, puck possession. Because they're not good. They ain't good. L- last time I looked, they were twenty third. The last two or three games, they've lost by, um, they've lost uh, 
the the face-off percentage wins. So that concerns me a little bit in in the playoffs. But right now, my biggest platform is goaltending. I really I I have concerns about goaltending. And Cam Cam Talbot. The problem is this: it's not that he always looks terrible, but he doesn't. He's not making saves that win you games. Mm-hmm. Like last night is the definition of. Was he brutal? Absolutely not. Did he make a couple of stops where, where you said, okay, that's big? Absolutely He's not. the Kirk Cousins of goaltenders. <sighs> he's a little... Uh... I feel like he's a twins... Uh, I feel like he's a twins ace who's not an Scott ace. Baker. But, he's Brad but we can, Scott Baker. Yeah, but we convinced ourselves he's an ace. And then the oh, regular season, you can kind of get away with him because exactly. you know, he's pretty good. Exactly. That's a but then when you start playing the best teams in the world, it's like, oh, he's one of the worst goalies in the playoffs now. Okay, exactly. this is bad. And yeah. now, yes, thank you, Whisper. You crystallized yeah. it for us. See, to, uh, right, there it is. Yeah, and even to the face-off point, like, you just need a key face-off win because even, like, teams that are there lead the NHL in face like, Dallas is second in face-off percentage. You know, like, the Flyers are fifth in face-off percentage, that, cumulative that they've won. The Wild can get in transition. They have playmakers that I wouldn't worry too much about, like, losing face-offs all the time. I'm more concerned about, do you have a high-octane offense, which the Wild have? But can you get a key draw when you need one, like to Judge's point, in the defensive zone or in the offensive zone when you have the goaltender pulled? Can you win that draw? I wouldn't worry too much about the overall fact that you're losing face-offs. I have shifted firmly to this. My number one concern, goaltending. My two is so so. My current wish list for the trade deadline, which is I believe at two p.m. Central, March twenty first, is the flower one, Giroux two, and I I would I would love to see a big defenseman on the blue line, but it ain't going to happen. So I'm going to keep my list at two. But Giroux was one for a long time. I've changed now. Yeah. I've changed that. I like it. So there you go. Those are four hockey whisper observations, powered in part by our friends at St. Thomas. You know, we got a Division One hockey team, Division One basketball, football. You can find all your Tommy Sports tickets year round at TommySports.com. That's TommySports.com. You can hear the games, football, basketball, hockey, on Score North Radio. TommySports.com. Look at that. We're all on the same page about Cam Talbot. Thanks for uh, thanks for nothing last night. All right, let's, uh, let's take a quick pause here and make some predictions and admit that we were wrong. Write that down coming up. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Yeah. Hey, when are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? Right now? Right now. Right now? Every Wednesday. I don't like to be wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean, percentage-wise, at least on your predictions, you, even though are you, know, you are the reigning defending batting champion, you are wrong more often than you're right. That's right. Baseball, right? Yeah. You know, that sport with a... Uh... Round bat and round ball that, that they used to play in the summer. Judd Zalgad at the plate. I had some baseballs. Yeah. yeah, my dad used to tell me about all the big horse races and boxing matches he used to watch when he yeah. was a kid back yeah. in you know the 50s, 60s, 70s. That's what I'm going to be telling my kid about baseball. I used to watch the Twins yeah. get swept every year in the playoffs. And you used to just sit there and watch a guy catch the ball and try and hit the ball? Crazy. Yeah. 
So anyways, this is Write That Down. Every single week, we make predictions, and then we keep track of how wrong we were with batting averages. We got home runs for the big predictions that go right. We do the same thing on Purple Daily, uh, which are football-centric predictions, Viking-centric predictions, and here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages, home runs, like I said. And if you listeners want to participate, you can send us a message through the Score North app, which is free to download we are giving things away through the Score North app. It's a central hub for everything we do here on Mackie and Judd, Purple Daily, everything at Score North. Uh, we're waiting on guest listener Zeke to be part of the show here, but um, he hasn't joined us yet. So we may have Zeke. We may not. We will carry on without Zeke if if that is the case. Well, we'll get his prediction. Um, if he doesn't join, well, I'll try to log his predictions. I'll get, I'll, I'll get him in Okay. There. Worst case. That's fair enough. Worst case. It's fair enough. So, all right, the accountability session is presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, where if you're a business owner looking to take your business to the next level, Federated's here with all sorts of tools, resources, and people to help protect your business against risk. They are looking out on the horizon and out in front to uh, kind of like an offensive line, a great offensive line for your business. Federatedinsurance.com, and remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, let's start with Judd. You had a few things come off the board here. You said Kevin O'Connell mm-hmm. will, at some point in his press conference, joke about people being nervous that he wasn't actually going to take the Vikings job, but he did. Yeah, I should have gotten him that note. That that would have been a good. Well, that would have been tampering. icebreaker. Icebreaker. Tampering. Well, like he can't. You couldn't tell Kevin O'Connell that, like, hey, I needed to make I needed to make this happen so you can make the prediction happen. Oh, tampering on my part? Yes. Yeah, but I wouldn't have told you guys that I tampered. Well, I mean, I think the only rule is that the predictions must be quantifiable. I don't know that we even yeah. have Oh, that's good to know. There. All right. Oh, you could tell. i write oh, yeah. that down. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Phil I scheduled me you guys to uh, Allianz yeah. Field for a broadcast to fulfill the number yes. of broadcasts we had to do. That's one true. Time. Yeah. yeah, since when? Tyrant. Since, since when are ethics part of <laughs> yeah, write that down? Tyrant. <laughs> Uh, you said the U.S. women's hockey team will beat Canada in the gold medal game. They failed. <sighs> uh, this was kind of a layup in retrospect. You said Kevin O'Connell will use the words collaboration and or culture no fewer than three times in his opening press conference with the Vikings. We did the tally. It was like 15 or something. Yeah, I, think, I think that hit in like the first two minutes of his opening yeah, statement. <laughs> I think he used five or six. I think he used the word collaboration five or six times, or culture. I'm sorry, culture five or six times in the opening statement. Yeah, I felt good about it. In case you're wondering about, you know, if, whether he's going to care about the culture, Mike Zimmer really didn't. By the end, all right, I had a rough week. I said Wiggins, Levine, and Cat will all share the court at some point during the All Star game. They were on the same team, and they played, but they never were on the court at the same time. Unfortunately. Um, the U.S. women's hockey team will beat Canada by multiple goals in the gold medal game. And Anthony Edwards will be MVP of the Rising Stars. I should have predicted Cat to win the three-point contest. I don't know what I was thinking. Cat mm. dominated the three-point contest, too. But yeah, yes. that was impressive. So nothing. listeners had nothing come off the board, and Declan had nothing come off the board mm. this week. In oh. uh, Mackie and Judd write that down, so... Here is the latest snapshot of our batting averages. Declan at 417 with one home run. Judd at 400 with two home runs, which leads the league. I'm at 280 with one home run. Listeners, still almost to March here. Nothing on the board. No hits. Come on, listeners. Always swinging no from, they're always swinging from the heels, guys. That's the thing with the listeners. They're always swinging from the heels. 
Slow start. By the way, if baseball never comes back, we may have to pivot from batting average to something else. I don't know, like shooting percentage or something. Save percentage? Save percentage. <laughs> uh, for, from a career standpoint, we've been uh, – write that down goes back like six or seven years, but we've, we've got official stats going back to 2018. It's kind of like baseball, right? Like, you know, they, they, they played baseball in the 1860s and 70s, but no one actually, like, you know, kept track of things until later. Uh, 206 career hits for Judd. The listeners lead with 19 career home runs. Declan just nine hits away from 200 or from a 100 career hits. Coming up, be a big Coming milestone up. for Deck. So, all right, let's do this. Let's make our predictions. All right, we'll start with Judd. We'll go over to Declan. Back to me, Phil Mackey. All right, write this down. Write this down. The Minnesota Timberwolves will win three of their next five games. And here's why that's important. Exactly three? Exactly three. So I'm going for a home run here. And and it's also a ballsy prediction because I'm going to give you the opponents. This right. is a this is a bit of a gauntlet. Oh, dude. Yep. This this is a bit of a gauntlet. They play Thursday in their first game back from the All-Star break at home, Memphis. They play the Sixers on Friday in what is now supposed to be James Harden's first game with Philadelphia. Oh, man. They play at Cleveland, and then they come home to play Golden State, and then they go to OKC. Those so, are all really good teams, except so, for Columbus. Exactly. So, so four of the next five games are against quality opponents, but the Timberwolves will win three of those five games. Wow. So I am going for a home run here, and it's a pretty good shot because if they win – Three of five against that gauntlet of teams. I think we'll all consider that a yeah. rousing success. Right? So you're not you're not picking the specific three wins. You're just saying Correct. they will win exactly three but of the next. But I'm games. yeah right right right. So I am putting this exactly on three wins. Okay, against a combination of those teams. Then they have how about this weird quirk in the schedule? So they play on Friday, March fourth. They play at Oklahoma City, which is the last game in your stretch of five. Yep. The next day they so they come home the next day. It's a it's a back-to-back and away and home back-to-back against Portland. But then they play Portland again at home two days later. <laughs> so Oh, okay. They're doing a lot of these where they're stacking yes. teams back-to-back on schedules. Which, They've had this with Sacramento, with Detroit. It makes a lot of sense. It just, yeah, it's just kind of weird that you'd play a back-to-back. Portland's going to wind up sleeping a night <laughs> before you do in, in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. But I get what they're doing. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Declan. Write this down. All right, we talked about uh, goalie tandems and whatnot in the Hockey Whisperer episode and on Judd's Hockey Show, which you can find at Apple, Spotify, scorenart.com. I will say after doing this flip-flop, Cam, then Capo, Capo, then Cam, whatever, I'll say this. Write this down. Capo Kakinen will start the next two games for the Wild against Toronto and Calgary. Yeah. So after doing the flip-flop, I'm going to say Capo will start for sure on Thursday. And then he'll also start against Calgary on Saturday. Write that Here down. For it, Interesting. Here for it. All right. Mm. I've got a, you know, I'm going to. Write this down. I've got a Wolves one here, too. I'm going I'm to save this one for the second round. So I'm going to give you a wild one off the top. This is a little cold water from our oh Hockey boy. Whisperer segment. <sighs> so, Judd, who are the top two names on your trade wish list again? Uh, 
One is Marc-Andre Fleury of the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. the goaltender. The second is Claude Giroux Claude. of the Philadelphia Flyers. So write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. The Wild will disappoint Judd and won't trade for either of those players before the deadline. Write it down. Whisper. Why? I just have a feeling. Why I'm are sorry. you doing this He to me? just has a feeling. The Whisperer has Why a feeling. Why are you doing this to me? Why is the Whisperer a petulant jerk? The Whisperer just feels like Minnesota like you seem sports like a decent teams, guy. Minnesota sports teams rarely go all in when they're supposed to. They always make little, like, tepid trades. Oh, I don't want to give that. Oh, oh Sean Burkenheim. That's no, third that's true. Lined, uh, that's very, very true. Oh, I right. hope Bill Guerin Sam is Sam Dyson. Four Stanley Cup rings, two as a player, two as an executive. I hope he's different. I would hope so, too, but I just, I'm, this is, this yes, is not Sam about Dyson. personal attachment yeah. or emotion. Yeah, this I is, know. I just think there's a good chance they don't wind up with. Plus, Giroux can call his own shot, and there's two teams that, in your Actually, division, I, that could be. A, I, I think Marc-Andre Fleury also can call his own shot, too. He's, I think he is also mm-hmm. a. Move he's got a, I think he's got a 10, I think he might have a 10 team uh, okay, gotcha. trade. He almost, he almost retired before he went to Chicago. He was contemplating retirement. I, yeah, I don't know by that. Yes, he, he supposedly was. Okay. I'll Let suck it down. up and play in the playoffs for a team, dude. <laughs> you can All see right, we're family back. after. Sorry. We're back to Judd here. Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I've melted down again about the wife and kids. Jeez, go, you know what? You got plenty of time the rest of your life to see them. All right, write this down. The Vikings, that's right. I am going to go Vikings prediction, and this one might surprise you considering the fact it's coming on February 23rd. The Vikings will win their regular season opener next season in KOC's first game. I don't know who it's going to be against. I don't know when. I don't know where. But I have a feeling there's going to be an air of... of, uh, revitalization here like yeah. like i think the whole zim being gone i think there's just going to be a um an initial huge day one of training camp for a while just a breath of we can breathe again we're we're not being constantly um chastised right right, right. so i'm gonna go with the vikings will win their regular season opener in koc's first game no matter who they play i just have a good feeling love- about this I love it. So yeah, it, it might it might be Kellen Mond. Who knows? I don't know who, who, who starts start. a quarterback, and and it, I'm not going to guarantee it's going to lead to a successful season, but it just feels like a cloud in some ways has lifted a bit. Yeah. Okay. Write this down. It, even though it, it is, it feels that way. Even though there's so many things to figure out roster wise, sure. and we don't know if they're going to push forward, run it back, rebuild, or whatever. But we'll see. We'll see. All right, Declan. All right, my second prediction. Uh, this guy's cooled off a little bit. He got off to that hot start. Looked like he was going to score 40, 40 goals by the end of the season, but he's he's cooled off. Ryan Hartman. He has just one goal since January twenty first, which is a long time, over a month now, and he's playing top line minutes. He should be putting more goals in. So uh, this is very simple. Ryan Hartman will score a goal between now and next week's. Write that down. Nice okay. little nice little hit up the middle there. Ryan Hartman will score a goal between now and next week's write that down. He will break out of his slump and finally find some twine here in the next three games. Some twine. I love right, twine. Is he gonna find, put the biscuit in the find basket? Twine yeah. was like one of my favorite buzzwords when I did hockey play by play. Found the twine, lights the lamp. Oh yeah, that was all on there. The best word because I, I don't think there's a place that it's used in the rest of life is stanchion. Puck oh, stanchion? stanchion, yeah, I love the word stanchion because, like, I don't think there's stanchions. stanchions elsewhere, right? Like, like, do do we do we refer to 
a stanchion outside no. of the hockey arena? I, I used it at a uh, at a Bantam game that. last week, and, and my girlfriend said, what did you just say? I said, stanchion. It, it, did you see it carried off the stanchion right in front of the goaltender? Yeah, She's like, what are you saying? Yes. She's like, you, you oh, made no, up dude, that word. Right and I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't make it up. It's an actual word. And she looked it up, and it was it was an actual word. Yeah, you're 100% right. Stanchion. Football. Football. Yeah, we need, we need stanchions in football. That's what we need. Write this down. All right, write this down here. Let's go, uh, let's go to the Timberwolves here. So uh, Judd already mentioned the five games. They've got a back-to-back to start the second half of the season against two of the best teams in the NBA, Memphis and Philadelphia, both at home. Let's make that a fun atmosphere, by the way, Target Center. So write this down. They will beat at least one of those teams, Memphis or Philadelphia. I think if they split those games, it's a huge win on a back-to-back, especially if James Harden's playing on that Friday. So they yeah. will beat either Memphis or Philadelphia or both. So they'll win at least one of those games on Thursday or Friday at Target Center. Write it down. Write this down. Rant, baby. Dude, the Grizzlies are – so our guy Jay will we should get him on again at some point down the stretch. So Jay will uh, yes. from ESPN Radio, he went on Get Up this morning, and Mike Greenberg wanted some bold NBA predictions for the second half. His first prediction was the Memphis Grizzlies are going to be in the NBA Finals representing the Western Conference, which is really? bold. It is bold. Yeah. But they are – sneaky good and the wolves have played them tough didn't the wolves at one point have like a i think one of those games really didn't the wolves beat the grizzlies by like 30 or 40 points at target center yeah yes they did they so they crushed them now they're different than they were when the wolves played them and beat them by 40 they have evolved into one of the best teams in the nba since then but so these would be good wins over either memphis philadelphia or both write this Mm -hmm. down all right all right, my final write that down prediction. I'm actually going to counter what Declan said and on the fly say Cam Talbot will start at least one of the next two games. Okay. So Dex is saying that Capo is going to start against Toronto on Thursday and Calgary on Saturday. This team is very, and this sort of concerns me a little bit, this team is very loyal to Cam as the guy. And like Capo, we'll play Capo when we like Capo, but Cam. So I'm going to say that they have not, thrown in the towel yet on this right. part of cam and that they're going to say no we've got to get him out out of the slump it's just a little slump so cam talbot will start one of the next two games i, I have a feeling if they beat toronto they're going to go they're going to go back to capo if they lose a toronto on thursday then That's they'll get feeling. back to cam but i i, I think good, at yeah. this point they're going to now start that. now that they've been kind of flip-flopping and being a little inconsistent if they're going to yep. now start riding the wave of the consistency whoever's giving them win so if they'll build they're going to probably beat toronto and then I think Capo will get both starts. That's my my prediction. That's oh, off the record uh, that they'll be. Okay, I just want to oh, make yeah, sure yeah. there. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. No, I was. I saw Phil's gonna... ears perk up a little bit when I said they'll oh, be. Oh, so Toronto. he was trying to get. You. He was trying to bait me the a little same bit. Guy yeah, who yeah, sent yeah. You to a remote to fulfill his <laughs> to fulfill. I wasn't his part of that. Down. I wasn't part of that one. That oh, was not yeah, part of I that. Was. I think I was. I think I was back in studio, shockingly. But no, I was not part of that prediction. No. I will never trust again. No. Uh, my final write that down. Final one here. Write this down. Cam Talbot will not be on the Wilds opening night roster in 2022-23. So basically, this is Cam Talbot's last season with the Wild, wow. is what I'm saying. Yeah. But I don't want to get burned on how the semantics of how he gets off this roster. So I'm just going to say Cam Talbot will not be on the Wilds opening night roster in 2022-23. Write that down. The, the, so, yeah, I, like, I feel like their goaltending situation for this year and for, like, the next three years is very tenuous. Yes. Is that fair to say? Like, we have no, no. – Kakanen no. hasn't proven that he can Whisper. step in at any point. I've got one name for you. 
Jesper Wallstedt. Yes. Jesper Wallstedt, who they, they took in the first round of last of last June's draft. Correct. Uh, from Sweden. He is big time. He okay. is going to solve their problems. Well, in what year? Well, that's that's being debated. I think he is far closer to being prepared to play in the National Hockey League than some do. I don't think it's next season, but I think the season after he is up for sure. And he might be here at some point next season. I don't think opening night. Okay. So uh, get the flower in here in the short that's term. That's what I'm saying, bridge, the, bridge the gap. Oh, <laughs> write it down. Love you like God. writing things down. <laughs> okay, write this down. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers... Aaron Rodgers will go back to the Packers. Write it down. Oh, man. He's, he watched Brett Favre do yeah. this for years. Yeah. And he's doing it more aggressively than Brett Favre in some ways, right? No, not in some ways. I think he flat out is because it, it is as or it is more because of, of, the, of his ability to go on Instagram and Twitter. I think that he is being even even more manipulative than Brett was. And Brett yeah. was an all-time manipulator. So, like, that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. But that Instagram post, he knew exactly what, what he was doing. Exactly. Yes. He loves the attention. He loves people speculating about him. He yep. loves throwing up just... And then, and then, well, he loves throwing up, period, yeah, clearly, just <laughs> based on his PK cleanse or whatever. Stop right there. It's like, how does he... Does he connect with his teammates? I mean, this is a guy who's like 39 years old. He has alienated or vice versa his relationship with his family. If I'm the Packers, at what point if you're the Packers, are you? and by the way, he has failed in the playoffs. Like that game against the Niners was on him, man. You got to do better in that situation at mm-hmm. home because the year before he said, well, we got to get one of these games at our place when it's, you know, you need a bad game? 20 degrees. It's like, okay, well, then you got beat anyways. Mm-hmm. If you're the Packers, at some point, aren't you just kind of like we're we're a good guy? We're, let's just get a couple first round picks and move on. I mean, so, be careful what you wish for. You've had 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, right. but at what point, you know? So I think the problem is this: if Kirk Cousins were, if Kirk Cousins in the regular season possessed the God given talent Rodgers does, right? His annoying quirks become a little bit more in endearing because he's so good and I think the Packers ultimately are faced with it's so frustrating because the sentiment here is well if you get rid of Kirk what are you going to do I mean he's a pretty good quarterback right so imagine that times five yeah because I think in Green Bay they are saying that but they're they're not entirely wrong like like we are misguided like what are we saying like Kirk Cousins can be replaced but if Kirk Cousins had Hall of Fame talent, I think we would run into legitimately the same problem. So that's my guess. Um, but, you know, Phil, I, I mean, it's weird because w- when you have a guy who in the regular season is that good, I do think the annoying stuff becomes more tolerable. Where, like, with Kirk, it's just, I think, weird. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, all right. That's a wrap. Write that down, predictions, accountability session. Write it down. You like writing things down. The only show in America that actually keeps track of how wrong we've been. Uh It's putting our jobs and reputations on the line every single day. Check (laughs) us out, too, Purple Daily predictions today. And uh, also on Purple Daily later on today, let's just say uh, old Macadac potentially did the Vikings a favor. Right? 
So we'll, we'll do that too on Purple Daily. See you guys. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.